fortunate is this kid to be able to come out and make plays the way that he's doing. Five defensive backs. Hernandez again. What a great move to get free. Pulled down by Bird. Weaves his way to the 11th. Bowman with the block. First and ten, Brady. Open man. And that's Aaron Hernandez, a rookie tight end inside the 20 and slashing to the right. Hernandez dragged down at the 13-yard line by Jonathan Joseph. Yeah, he brings speed. Randy Moss down the middle of the field. Two defenders go with him. Nobody on Hernandez. You're not sure if it's a wide receiver or a tight end. Look at Randy Moss flying down the middle. And when you play this Patriots team, the fear all the defensive backs have. In five. Captain. <laughs> hey everybody, this is Danielle. Oh, I don't know why. For whatever reason, I was expecting her to talk next. No, I, this is like I our kind of seventieth episode. Come on, man. Cool. Stay well, anyways, I'm Daniel. Uh, I'm Daniel. <laughs> we are Hoosier Homicide, a true crime podcast by Hoosiers for Hoosiers, or for anyone that doesn't know what a Hoosier is. We is. Salutation, snack. Shady's back. Back, back, back again. Oh my God. I've created a monster. Hey, in case anyone didn't know, know, we are three Caucasians <laughs> sitting in a living room. I was about to wrap the whole part. You could have done it too. <laughs> yep. If you want Shady, this is what I'll give you a little bit of weed mixed with some, some hot liquor. <laughs> Thank God for editing. Because <laughs> I mean, I'll take that out. Come on. Come on. Really, I just leave you guys in with whatever you say and only take out stupid stuff I say. That's dumb. <laughs> what the hell, man? I thought we were a team. Team, team. I guess not. Okay. Um, I don't know if we have anything really interesting. And this is a longer one, so it's not like we have to have a big spiel intro. The rambling. And I tried to cut it down, but it just kept going and going and going. Because Wikipedia just kept giving me more <laughs> and more information. Wikipedia, man. You can't go wrong. God bless Wikipedia. Good bless. I accidentally tried to edit a page the other day. Accidentally? And it was like, are you sure you can edit this page? And I was like, no, no I can't. I'm sure I can't. I'm sorry. Someone, I forget, like someone said they went in and edited Wikipedia to win an argument. Like even though they knew they were <laughs> That's <wrong>. shitty. <laughs> that is shitty. I love it. I'm tired. Daniel, what happened to you in the McDonald's drive-thru? Ooh, what did happen oh, to you? Okay, yeah, something funny did happen. So I was going to McDonald's to get Missy Pooh here something to eat because she had a headache. Oh, man, it was so bad. I was crying. And McDonald's was the only cure. Yeah. Yes. And McGriddle, <laughs> to be specific. So I pull up in line. I pick, I, I go to the right lane. I go to the outside lane. Mm-hmm. And there's this older, there's this, by older, I mean, like, very elderly oh. old man sitting in... A, uh, yeah, sitting in a Lexus. So I'm sitting there, and the car in front of him goes. And he's looking down, and I'm like, 
what the fuck is he doing? I know he's not playing on a cell phone. I go, I bet he's counting coins. I bet he died. What? So I give him the international, hey, what's up? I didn't lay on my horn. I gave him a boop, boop. Yeah. And when anyone does that to me, I go, oh, shit, I was not paying attention. Well, he took yeah. exception to that. Mm-hmm. He took exception to that, yes. So he rolls down his window and starts yelling at me <laughs> and tells me to kiss his ass. Now, our daughter's in the back seat, so you can't just, like, unload. No. So I roll down my window, and I hang, like, halfway out the car so it's harder for her to hear me. And I say, hey, hey, and he turns back around. <laughs> and I said, if you get out of your car, I'll get out of mine, and I'll come up there, and I'll, I will, I'll do it. I'll kiss it for you, man. <laughs> and he didn't, he didn't know what to do. No, what do you do? And you're in your big-ass truck, too, like... Yeah, and I just thought, you know, what the fuck was he going to do? Right. I'm getting it's like, so silly. hey, I'm going to come out here and beat the fuck out of you. I guess he could dent it up but, the car. But guess what? He was counting like pennies. I was going to say, it's got to be pennies. Like to the buy lady. A drink. The, uh, All right. Buy a All right. Coat. Yeah, you're dismissed, oldie. Like the ladies at CVS that do, and that's fine. do their full week of shopping. Been around on a cell phone mm-hmm. or whatever. Any, either way. I would have still said beep, 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 beep. Yeah. That way you weren't like. Up. I don't get offended when that happens because it usually means I was not paying attention. If you're going to get out of your car at a McDonald's drive-thru and come towards me, I'm going to roll my window up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're going to start hitting my car and then you're going to get arrested and it's going to be a big deal because it'll all be on okay. fucking McDonald's security cameras. <laughs> and then I'll be on TMZ and you'll be in jail. Hell yeah. <laughs> and, and also, he just, I was just trying to give him a, just like, a hey, a, a friendly toot toot. A friendly toot toot. Didn't you start kissing? Like going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he kept, he, I could see him. He was scowling and looking in his rearview mirror. He kept looking back at me. So every time I would, I'd, I'd look back at him and go. <laughs> Kiss it. Kiss it. That's funny. Oh, I like it. I did feel, though, when I said that to him, it did kind of break the tension a little bit. Yeah, because you weren't like, fuck you, were, you, man. Yeah, you were offering a service to him. Yeah. Essentially for free. Yep. <laughs> for free, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, we went to that strawberry festival. It was a little, a little lackluster, but it was really just uh, fire departments with a lot of fire trucks and ambulances, and she likes that kind of thing. And I took her to the ambulance, and I you know, she was a little uncomfortable with it. And I was like, that's for the sick people, you know, because we see the ambulances all the time because the firehouse is like a mile from ours. So we see them all the time. And I was like, the sick people. Well, in her termination, sick people are already dead. Basically. <laughs> so did she tell you that came was like the dead people? No. I thought she told you the well, dead Well, the people. sick sick and dead. Dead, sick and dead. Okay. And I didn't say that. I was like, it's just the sick people. They could She's be like, dead. Are they dead? And I was like, no, I mean, yes and no. She's struggling with the life and death. Yep. Yep. It's a difficult concept. I don't like to think about it. Well, when I when she was younger and she thought I went to the hospital on an ambulance, she was thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> so Yay, mommy. <laughs> yeah. She was thrilled when the sheriff's office showed up here. Yeah. <sighs> Boris Karloff is in the building, but he has a chew bone, which means he will be interrupting us. Eventually. When it's done. Mm-hmm. And you're welcome, Boris Karloff. I yeah, we'll it. make sure. Uh, we'll get Mighty Mouse on the air. Here oh, speaking of Mighty Mouse, he was fucking dead in that cleaning oh, closet. Yeah, there was. A pool of blood. The house smells like a... A pool of blood? Yeah, I don't know how it... Like, this sna- the trap 
snapped and it probably didn't get him oh, in it. Oh, okay. Because it was a smaller one, so it like he just bled out, which I'm sorry, but usually, I mean, Damn. the trap is the most humane way. Yeah, because it snaps if it, it's if it, instant, yeah. and it's not poison or that glue or you know this is, but not every time is it clean because sometimes it's clean, and this time there's a pool of dry. Oh gosh, that's a little disturbing. So it stinks in there. Stink. Not that smell in our house is unusual. And I could just tell because I could see you from the bedroom. And I could see when you opened it, I saw your reaction and I knew right away. Well, that trap had been in there for so long that I forgot to keep checking it because we can't leave him out because of her and the dog. Right. Yes. Anyway. um, I don't know if I have any connection to this one. Like, I thought you did. No, I mean, like... <laughs> um, She's making shit up. No, a lead-in from what we were previously talking about, because we haven't been talking as long, so there's no... Oh, well, just, let's just get right in it, It's then. just so much information, I shouldn't try any harder. You both know what we're talking about. At the same time, announce it, please. The adventures of... <laughs> Aaron Hernandez. Daniel wasn't going to participate. Apparently not. <laughs> He's like, Stoneface wasn't going to say it. What? I wanted you to announce what the topic was. Oh. Since you both oh my know what gosh. it is for the first time. Oh, okay. And I said The Adventures of Aaron Hernandez. Okay, see, Carla said it. All right. Well, Do she... I need to say it as well? No, no, not now. Are you it's... sure? You've made it awkward, okay? You've we made go... it weird. We can go back. No, we can never go back. Written by Aaron Hernandez. Written by Wikipedia. Retold by Hoosier Homicide. <laughs> now, so a lot of information about Aaron Hernandez is already well known. A lot of people know the story, but it is fascinating. Fascinating. So a lot of this solid, this paper in Uh my hand came from Wikipedia because they were very thorough and they're not always have like that extra tidbit of weirdness that I'm always looking for. They don't Mm -hmm. always have that. But what I did do is Wikipedia doesn't tell it in the order I wanted. Like they're like his early life, football and crime. Like So I wanted it in chronological order. So Mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time reshuffling things so it sounds more fluid. In theory. I like Correct. it. Correct. I also listened to the podcast Gladiator um, from Wondery and the Boston Globe. And so if it's, because it's from Wondery, you know it's a professional one. It's like five parts. And I originally we were going to cover Aaron Hernandez maybe as a Patreon, but I realized that we could cover it here because he has some Indiana connection throughout mm-hmm. <laughs> if that's what you want to call it yeah i do i want to call it that we have evidence that he has been in the state of indiana yes before, i do on multiple occasions evidence Solid evidence so the now the person only has to just be in the state one time listen i can make up my own rules as no I I'm, I'm here for it yeah the series gladiator through the boston globe i listened to that twice to collect all this information because and it's really well done too they have a lot of interviews from people and jailhouse phone calls and research and so it's a professional podcast i highly recommend it but i'm about to regurgitate a fair amount of that we're professional-ish you know i might put audio clips in i do that a lot (laughs) go through a lot of trouble there might be uh some speech problems with me today because that drug i took earlier Kind of makes my face okay, numb. You really yeah, should I take not... some of them drugs too. <laughs> I was gonna say you should not be getting on the podcast and admitting you have a drug problem. No, it's my migraine medicine. Kind of makes my pills. face numb. Pills. Pills. It's one pill. She popping pills. There's a connection. There you go. Ta da. Hey, what is up, mother biggest? <laughs> 
Aaron Joseph Hernandez was born in Bristol, Connecticut. He was the son of Dennis Hernandez of Puerto Rican descent and Terry Valentine Hernandez of Italian descent. It was as soon as you started talking. As soon as I started talking, Boris is awake. As an adult, Hernandez remembered his mother throwing his father out of the house on multiple occasions, but always letting him back in. The couple married in 1986, divorced in 1991, and remarried in 1996. In 1991, they filed for bankruptcy. Hernandez would later say that there was constant fighting going on in the home. Both parents would be arrested and involved in crime during their lives. Aaron had an older brother, Dennis Jonathan Jr., known as DJ. The beatings Hernandez's father gave him and his brother were sometimes for no reason at all or were alcohol-related, but often came when their father believed they were not trying hard enough in school or athletics. DJ and Aaron lived in constant fear of their father, but they also revered him. His father once punched Hernandez's youth football coach after after a dispute about coaching methods. Ish. Yeah. Um, the guy, uh, Tua Tuavalo, mm-hmm. who's the quarterback at... Um, Alabama, his dad, there was a big thing on um, college game day, which is the pre the pregame, the big pregame show for all the college football games on Saturday. And the dad admitted to like, if he had a bad game or something that he knew he was going to get whooped. Yeah. You're like, way to go, dad. Hernandez was also sexually molested as a child. An older child forced Aaron to perform oral sex on him beginning when he was six years old and continuing for several years. It led to issues in his sexuality. Ugh. You yeah. don't say. Hernandez's father died in January 2006 from complications from hernia surgery when Aaron was 16 years old. According to his mother, Hernandez was greatly affected by his father's death and those who knew him said he never got over it. So it's like... Your father, I don't know, kids are programmed to love their parents. So it's like, you beat me, but I still love you. And it still upsets me that I'm you died. I'm still hung up on what happened to him. I mean, because that's for a six-year-old kid. Yeah. yeah. And I don't, and they never know it when it happens. It came out later, I'm sure. And I think they, I think the brother knows who did it and they won't identify him. And I, there might have been more molestation from a family. If you listen to the gladiator, I think they go more into it that his brother talks about it. Hernandez became estranged from his mother following his father's death and largely moved in with his older cousin. In a jailhouse conversation, Hernandez accused Terry, his mother, of failing to obtain medication for his ADHD, which he said caused him to struggle in school. In another call, he told her, there's so many things I would love to talk about. So you know me as a person, but I never could tell you and you're going to die without even knowing your son. So he didn't get along with his mom either. And I think she started dating her cousin's husband. Like, there was some other weird connection that... So, mom was bringing another boyfriend into the house, and the teenage son did not appreciate it, which, you know, I think that happens. Yeah. Hernandez attended Bristol Central High School. He he played for the Bristol Rams football team as a wide receiver until becoming a tight end and also played defensive end. As a senior, he was Connecticut's Gatorade Football Player of the Year with um, over 1,000 receiving yards and 24 touchdowns, setting the state record. So He was very good. During one game in 2006, he took a blindside hit to the head so hard that he was knocked out cold. An ambulance had to take him off the field. Hernandez was considered the top tight end recruit in 2007 by Scout Magazine. People already, what is this? It's scouting. When coaches come from college leagues to high school football Correct. games to pick out the most potential out of players, to pick out the best players. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Scouting. Notre Dame was one that was looking at Aaron Hernandez. 
Hernandez was popular in school. He first began dating his eventual fiance, Shayana Jenkins. Mm-hmm. The two had known each other since elementary school. So there, this reminds me of LeBron, LeBron James. Like, LeBron. LeBron. LeBron James. LeBron James. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your high school sweetheart. LeBron James. Uh, he also smoked a large quantity of marijuana, smoking before school practices and games. His social life also included a sizable amount of drinking as well. So he likes his pot. Who doesn't? <laughs> at first, Hernandez committed to playing at the University of Connecticut with his brother, DJ, but ultimately chose to play for the University of Florida under head coach Urban Meyer. And this was a big deal because he verbally committed to Connecticut and then changed his mind, I think, didn't tell his brother either. But what they talk about in this other podcast is... Which was a good decision for y- him. Well, yeah, good and bad. Well, good, no, he was getting away. Yeah, he needed to leave. And he was going to... Uh... He, just going and playing and having the exposure at Florida. And they were sure saying Florida teams. State or the University of Florida, their stadium is like bigger than their professional teams. Like it was huge, like 45,000 people. Most of the college, most of the yeah, college stadiums are larger. Than Gator Nation. Teams. I've been and, there. And ben he Griffin went, Hill. Yeah, he went to watch it. I think that's what it is. I think it was a preseason game. It was just in awe. Like So, I mean, the allure. No, they a, take them. They go the week before. Okay. So he ended up yeah, going ben Griffin Hill Stadium to Florida, Florida State or Florida University, University, University of, Florida. of Florida, University of Florida. I've been to a football game there. <laughs> I was in a suite and it was awesome. I think I remember that. Yeah. Meyer flew to Connecticut and convinced Hernandez's principal and mother to allow Hernandez to graduate more than a semester early, which he later denied doing. He was like, I don't remember doing that. But the coach. Or the principals, like, they persuaded us a lot with saying how much more opportunity he'll have to l- get a head start on the playbook and all this stuff. So he did, like, a summer class or something and was legally allowed Which to really graduate. was a good idea. I no, think. I think, me, no. I mean, football-wise, yeah. You think you needed to stay in high school? Mm-hmm. That extra half semester? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This allowed Hernandez to move to uh, to move to Florida, join the team, learn the playbook, and all shortly after his seventeenth birthday. So he was like barely seventeen and is like starting college, because there is no way, except physically, that Aaron was ready for this. The athletic gifts were obvious, but behind them was an angry teenager struggling with an abusive upbringing, a growing dependence on drugs, and questioning his own sexual identity. Meyer was aided in the recruitment by Steve Adazio and Florida quarterback. Jimmy Neutron. Timothy Tebow. Timothy Tebow. <laughs> Ad- close. Yeah. Adazio and Meyer told Hernandez that they believed he had the potential to play in the NFL, which is true. Hernandez's principal later said that the two were persuasive and heavily pursued Aaron, but in retrospect that it was a mistake to allow him to graduate early. Hernandez was not academically prepared for college and had to take remedial courses at Santa Fe Community College. Many of his teammates, particularly those who Meyer convinced to come to Gainesville early, were also in need of those classes. His first classes included bowling, theater, yes. theater appreciation, wildlife issues, and a course entitled Plants, Gardening, and Use. Those are all classes I would take. Yes. But they don't accumulate to anything. Do they? Um, life knowledge. Keep his ass out of trouble. Maybe. Maybe not. Between practices, games, and team meetings, Hernandez put 40 to 60 hours a week into football nearly year-round. He would later say that he was high on drugs every time he took the field. 
As a freshman in 2007, Hernandez started three games for the Florida Gators. He finished the season with nine receptions for 151 yards and two touchdowns. So he's pretty good. Do you want to explain what a, what tight- a touchdown is? No. Yes. So I'm just kidding. She was talking to me. <laughs> Woman, let me mansplain it to you. <laughs> I believe what a tight end is. Oh, I'll show you a tight end. <laughs> yeah. 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 Slap happy. Come over here. Uh, a tight end is a receiver that is able to line up on the offensive line and they are utilized. They're usually a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. If you know if you're a tight end, you know if you're an NFL tight end, you're probably at least 6'3 up to I don't know. You see I've bigger. seen him as tall as 6'8. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure there's been there's been some 6'9 guys, but they're usually Really big guys that can run downfield. Now, they used to just be used to, like, block, and then they'd run, like, they have the ability, the tight end has the ability to line up on the line and then go down and receive the ball. Typically, if you're an offensive lineman, you have to report as a wide receiver to the ref, and they have to announce it to everybody, because otherwise you can only you can only go so far down the field. I okay. did not know that. I did not know that. So being a tight end enables you. You're, it's just known you can line up on the end of the line and then you can get up and go. Yeah, I mean they, now and like what Aaron Hernandez was good at is they were able to line him off. They'd line him up in the slot, which is between you know if you if you're watching football, you got the big receiver on the outside and then you got the mm-hmm. offensive line and then there's a little space right there. They would utilize him because you have a bigger body if you do decide to run. They're able to block, or then they're able to also what Aaron was able to do, which was get upfield. And he quick. was fast. And that's yeah. the thing: you tight ends used to not be real fast, and nowadays you have some tight ends that can be some of the quickest guys out there. He was very fast for his size, also. Yes. So I think that's what made him special. Aaron Hernandez, you know, I, I believe that this guy is a guy that, if they decide to feature him. We're going to see the type of receiving tight end that he can be as well. Because not only, I mean, we've seen this guy, I've never seen a guy as versatile. You you can, you know, you play him at the H tight end, the F tight end, you can flex him out, you can put him in the backfield and hand him the ball. We've seen him play running back. There's there's nothing that this kid can't do. I might get an award from the, um, for our genre, for best sports explanation. True crime podcasts. I agree. I, I we'll agree have people also. vote for you. On April 28th, 2007, according to a police report in Gainesville, Florida, 17 year old Hernandez consumed two alcoholic drinks in a restaurant with Tebow, refused to pay the bill, and was escorted by the restaurant employee off the property. Yeah. Yeah. You got to pay your bills. Yes. Tim Tebow refused to pay the bill? No, he was with Tim Tebow. In t- oh, I was going to say. You, you watch your language. What does he say when sa- says Jesus Christ? Oh no, he was at the um, he was at the Super Bowl, and he came up. They were the media day was at the um, at like a Top Golf. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what Top Golf is, it's this big. It's like a two or three story building. You go in, you can hit golf balls. Driving and, range. Yeah, well, it's yeah. You don't have to be good at golf. I particularly don't like golf, and I don't really enjoy it. Now the food was good. Mm-hmm. I still want to go. You know, it if you gotta fun. go, if you if you're going with a group of friends and you're drinking and just there to, or if you're there enjoying it, it's fine. If you don't really want to be there, it's not enjoyable enough on its own. <laughs> I don't want to be here with my family. Fair enough. <laughs> so 
they're there, and Tim Tebow goes onto the Pat McAfee show. I'm not explaining. I'm going through and explaining who the fuck Pat McAfee is. You can look that up. He kicked ball. He kicked ball. He's very good at kickball. I miss him kickball. He gets For... through Monday Night Football. He podcasts. There you go. He, oh, yeah. podcasts. he podcasts. He too. played football, not kickball. But he do kickball. <laughs> so he, um, anyways, Tim comes up to hit his golf ball. And they're basically interviewing him while they're hitting golf balls. Mm-hmm. And Tim crushes this shot. And the guy sitting behind him goes, Jesus. And without skipping a beat, Tim goes, loves you. He corrects your <laughs> in your blasphemy into a positive yes. phrase. Yes. <laughs> That's so, nice. Yes. That is that so was, nice. That was funny. That was funny. So Aaron gets escorted off the property. And as the manager walks away, what does Aaron do? He probably punched him. Yeah. Sucker punched him on the side of the head, rupturing his eardrum. Turns out the gardening class is not keeping him out of trouble. (laughs) Well, that's what he gets for going and hanging out with Tim Tebow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The police responded at 1.17 a.m. Hernandez called Coach Urban Meyer and Meyer called Huntley Johnson, the team's unofficial defense lawyer. The victim later told police that he had been contacted by lawyers and the team and that a settlement was being worked out, something the team denied. The police department recommended charging Hernandez with felony battery, but the incident was settled out of court. So, like, we're, we don't want our new football player in trouble, so we're going to make it go away. Yeah, they wrote they they wrote a nice little check. Mm-hmm. On September 30th, 2007, five gunshots were fired into a car containing Randall Carson, Justin Glass, and Corey Smith while they were waiting at a Gainesville traffic light after having left a nightclub. Carson, a backseat passenger, was uninjured and told police that the shooter was a Hawaiian or Hispanic male with a large build weighing about 230 pounds and having many tattoos. He picked a photo of Hernandez out of a police lineup. The police told Meyer's personal assistant that they wanted to see Hernandez and two teammates immediately. Detectives kept pushing the coaches to bring the players to the station like we're telling you you're doing this right now and they did not present them for more than four hours. The other players cooperated with police, but Hernandez invoked his right to counsel and refused to talk to the police, which you're supposed to do. Unfortunately, you're sorry. But they're saying, you know, he's in the middle of a murder investigation and in, in an interrogation room with his head down taking a nap. And I'm like, yeah, I probably would do that too, though, because I get really tired. But usually they're like the ones. Okay, Jody Arias. You know, I probably would take a nap. <laughs> then you'd be on there like, look, this bitch napping. She's guilty. Detective Tom Mullins, who was assigned to reinvestigate the shooting, concluded that Hernandez was not the trigger man. Although Carson initially identified Hernandez as such, other witnesses that night described the shooter as looking like an African-American male, possibly with cornrows. When Mullins re-interviewed Carson, Carson rescinded his statement of the shooter matching Hernandez and said he never saw Hernandez at the scene, but assumed he was the shooter because they had had words earlier at the club. So that's how he didn't get in trouble for that. So it probably wasn't him, but he was there. So it's like, yeah, I don't think he killed these people. I don't know if he was involved. I don't know. But he wasn't found guilty or charged with anything for that. Uh, Though he excelled his freshman year, he was benched in the season opener of his sophomore year due to a failed drug test. The coach would always word it as he didn't come prepared to play when they failed. Didn't come prepared to play. Yep. Yep. Following that, he started 11 of 13 games during the 2008 season and finished with 34 receptions for 381 yards and five touchdowns. As a junior in 2009, Hernandez won the John Mackey Award given annually to the nation's best tight end. He was also recognized as a first-team All-American by the Associate Press. 
So he's really good. Yes. I remember I remember him yeah. playing in college. I bet you do. Oh, for sure I do. Mm-hmm. I can. Re- there's plays I can remember. Oh, your brain is so impressive. I know. I can't remember. I can't tell you what I had for breakfast this morning. I was. Somebody asked me what I did yesterday, and I literally couldn't come up with it. <laughs> you went I to know, the I parade. know. It took me a long time to. I was like, oh, yeah, I went to Pride. I went to Pride Parade. You had oh fun, though, God. right? It was so fun. So, so fun. Good. Uh, Meyer had wanted to throw Hernandez off the team for his chronic marijuana use, but relented after an appeal from. The National Marijuana Society. (laughs) However, after Hernandez's junior year, Meyer told him that he would not be welcomed back for a fourth year. So he basically was like, you have to join the draft or do something You're leaving with Tim. Yeah. That's how big of a pain in the ass you are. (laughs) You are leaving with Tim. But it's funny that he was constantly smoking marijuana, but all of a sudden started 11 of 13 games. You know, like he didn't get suspended again. Because if he had got suspended twice, it would have been Urban Meyer has a history Mm -hmm. of players who get in trouble. Yeah, because he would collect anyone and everyone that he thought was worth it, and whether they were ready or not to be there. Yeah. So I think he has some shady qualities about him. His first year, he wasn't very good. You know, he had a couple stingers and shoulder injuries and uh, didn't play much. And then, oh, eight, the national championship year, he was one of the best players I've ever coached. He's one of the most brilliant players. You know, you could line him up anywhere and very little practice to get him to do some of the things he did. He was a extremely intelligent player. He was a guy that you would go into the game saying, he's one of the best players in America, get him the ball. He was ridiculous. He was the best tight end in America. He was that good. That's saying a lot in a 31-year career, saying I've never seen one like him. Football meant everything to him. He was very committed to it. His focus was on point. Loved the game. On January 6, 2010, Hernandez announced his decision to forego his remaining eligibility and entered the 2010 NFL Draft. Hernandez attended the NFL Scouting Combine in... Indianapolis. <laughs> Indianapolis, Indiana. <laughs> what is the, the Combine? The NFL Scouting Combine, it's an event you get invited to. It's the best college players that are draft eligible or who have declared for the draft. Um, they come to Indianapolis for, I can't, it's like five days. And you do, there's a bunch of drills you do. Like they do, I you do everything in one day. It's like sprinting and... there You do the 40-yard dash, you do... Um, um, the two hundred it's either two hundred or two hundred twenty five pound bench press. Mm-hmm. How many times can you bench that? You have drills, all that stuff, and teams get a chance to interview you and all that stuff and decide if they want to bring you back in for a second interview or like like oh, we like this guy, we're gonna have you fly out. It's, it's just like a really us. complicated job interview. <laughs> yeah. It's yes. a dog and pony show where you put on their performance um, and I know. I mean, there's guys who have uh, lost a lot of money and made a lot of money performing well or not at that draft or well, at that thing. So. He was unable to perform entirely because he, after tearing a muscle in his back during the off season, so he didn't even naff. Really, I thought you were going to say he he wandered down to the classy chassis. He might have. <laughs> um, so he didn't actually perform, but he probably didn't even really need to. Like coaches, you know. There's there's some guys who there's guys who skip the combine. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty. It's a pretty big deal. At the conclusion of the pre-draft process, Hernandez was projected to be a second-round pick by the majority of the NFL draft experts and scouts. At this, he was six feet two inches tall and weighed two hundred forty-five pounds. That's. Yeah. I mean, it's still yeah. with all the trouble he's had. If he if he 
had either stayed his senior year or didn't have the trouble, uh, he would have gone. He, he would have gone much higher than what he did. But what type of assessment do they do at the NFL draft? You take um, the Wonderlick test, which it basically, or it's a group intelligence test used to assess the aptitude um, of prospective employees that are able, it's for problem solving, your ability to learn in problem solving, basically. It's 50 questions and you have to take it in 12 minutes. Oh, I would not do well. <laughs> so it, it, teams put some, they're, you know, if you have a quarterback who tests very low on it, it's probably not a good idea because you need quick thinking ability and da 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 da. Where would Patey Pie and Andrew Luck fall on this? Um, so it's it's obviously on a scale. I I think every question's one point. Um, Andrew Luck scored like a thirty eight, a thirty seven. One person who scored a perfect, Pat McNally. Ooh. Anyways, the name I know for sure at the top. Um, tied for third is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick, who is Harvard educated, okay, yeah, was going to go to Wall Street and had a chance to go into the NFL. Obviously, went to the NFL and mm-hmm. made a d- good decision until he's fifty or sixty. Yeah. Uh, Greg McElroy, who played quarterback at Alabama. Ben Watson, who is a tight end. These are all just professional football player names. Yes, like yes. it just works. Benjamin mm-hmm. Watson is a very uh, very so all those cool people scored high. Yeah, all and those they make, people scored. It's just yeah. like an extra additive of like, yeah, this person's really good. You the know. people towards the top of the list, like the names you're reading through, are the people you don't really ever hear of them getting in trouble. Yeah, and it's a, an assessment tool, like you said, and we're going to add add it into a big lump to help us make our decision. What did Aaron score on this? I can't, I can't find a score. Zero. The highest score is a 50. Uh, oh. And one person has scored a 50. Okay, so one one other thing is, is if you can score at least a 10 or above, that basically proves you're, you're literate. Oh, okay. Oh. So maybe... Uh, there is a big correlation no. between the list of like five or 600 players, NFL players to ever be arrested, and their Wonderlick scores. Interesting. Oh. Yes. Okay, hold on. So a big connection between the Wonderlick score and your risk of being in trouble. The New England Patriots selected Aaron Hernandez in what round of the draft? Un, deux, trois, four, cut. Uh, 113th overall. So people are like saying he's going to go in the second round and people didn't want him uh, because of his trouble. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. I mean, and if he had scored, if he had scored higher, he would have gone in the first round. Yeah, but people also knew in the news about how he'd been, you know, he'd been well, in trouble. It, he has publicly been in trouble. Yeah, true. On top of, he didn't get a he didn't get a go at the combine because there's been some guys before that have been in trouble, mm-hmm. and they have a really good combine, and then you interview them at the combine, and they talk about I was stupid. But yeah, I, everyone's you know, I've young really and grown dumb. up, and you know, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm only, I'm only, I was only 19 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, my brain's still growing, and. There's been a lot of guys who have been in trouble in college and da-da-da-da-da. They get to the NFL and they behave themselves. Yeah, they're, they're fine. Everyone know, is young and dumb. Aaron ha- happened to be extra young and extra He's not dumb. the first kid to have had problems. Now, no. obviously, being tied to a murder is yeah. a little, you know, that wah, might be a little wah. Um, The previous day, the Patriots drafted who? Uh, there was another tight end. Oh. Bodie. Oh, Gronk. 
Rob <laughs> Gronkowski. Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski. Gronk. Yes, I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. That yeah, that really jogged my memory there. And so that's and- right because after they drafted Aaron Hernandez, mm-hmm. it was one of those things. If if a troubled kid goes to the New England Patriots, you're gonna find out real quick. If he can keep his ass out of trouble. Because they're the ones who will take Because anyone. they put a short leash on people. Yeah. They're like, we'll take you, but... And, I'll, yeah, and we'll that's get- probably a good environment for them to be in, too. Mm-hmm. Anyone but Aaron, probably. So, well, there's been some other... There was a player this past year who... Didn't do well. They... It was really one of those things where he'd been booted out of the league a couple times. When he mm-hmm. plays, he's one of the best at his position, and... So Rob Gronkowski was picked Aaron Her- and Aaron Hernandez was the sixth tight end in the draft. So six other people that played his position went before him. So that means there were other teams that needed that position and said, you are a trouble waiting to happen. Lots of trouble. And oh my, were they good with both of them on the field? Oh yeah, I'll get there too. Despite <laughs> being considered a top prospect, it was reported multiple teams chose not to draft him because... He, he was, was a pain in the ass. Oh, well, he was a problem. Yeah, <laughs> Problem it, child. It was later discovered that multiple teams elected to remove Hernandez off their draft board entirely due to character concerns, including the Indianapolis Colts, the Indianapolis Colts, mm-hmm. the, <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals, and Miami Dolphins. But the Patriots are like, fuck, come on over. We'll get it. Well, when you, we'll get, when you start getting into the later rounds, it's not considered as risky it's kind of like well if you pissed away this draft pick and yeah on june 8th 2010 the new england patriots signed hernandez to a four-year 2.37 million dollar contract that included a sign in signing bonus of two hundred thousand. the patriots declined to give hernandez the expected five hundred thousand sign-in bonus as a precautionary measure so like what you're saying a shorter leash but he was able to earn the extra money through I don't know, drill stuff. Like They're all... Yeah, so it was if incentivized. You're, if you're, every contract in professional sports has some performance bonus to some mm-hmm. extent, but NBA guys, more or less, what you that number you see on their contract, they're getting that. Mm-hmm. Major League Baseball, they're getting that. Or the NFL guys will have, you'll see one guy, oh, this guy had a $100 million contract. And it's like, yes, but only 20 of it's guaranteed. Now, granted, that's still $20 million. Yep, it is, yeah. But for that guy doing what he's doing, if he'd been playing in another sport, he'd be getting the whole 100. Yeah. You get hurt, you're getting the whole 100. But here- If you get hurt in the NFL, and, and, you know, if your contract's 5 million, but only a million of it's guaranteed, you get hurt, there's your money. Go it's career away. ending. You better make that last. or hope you finish college because yeah. it'll only get you so far. Who is the head coach for the New England Patriots? Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. Bill Named Hernandez the third tight end on the Patriots depth chart. So he was third string. Is that what that is? What that means is he made the team. Yes, he definitely did. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Correct. But they're like, but you're not. when you run... To be nowadays in the NFL, if you're third on the depth chart at tight end, you're going to see the field. Okay. Because most teams will run two tight ends and guys are going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, people are going to need to sit. They'll be, you'll get in. Actually, to be on an NFL team nowadays, if you're on an NFL team, you get on the field for something. Special teams. I mean, if you're not Anything. doing nothing, they're, you know, they're going to replace your ass. <laughs> Person they hope sits for the entire game is the punter. And even they go in to hold the fucking ball. 
Hernandez started the 2010 season as the youngest player on any active roster in the NFL. Wow. He is too young to be there. Yeah, because he was 20, mm-hmm. I think. He also became the youngest player since 1960 to have more than 100 receiving yards in a single game. Oof. Yeah. Hernandez and Gronkowski began having success as Bill Belichick increased the use of two tight end sets to capitalize on their exceptional receiving ability. So what you were saying, instead of one tight end, we have two and... And Gronk was the guy you put on the line and he blocks. Mm -hmm. And Aaron's the guy and you can put them on at the same time. You can And it just makes, when you have multiple guys that can do multiple things, you got multiple of them out there. Well, it's harder to anticipate to defend them. More difficult to correct. On January 16th, 2011, Hernandez started in his first career playoff game and caught one pass for a four-yard gain at the as the Patriots lost 28-21 to against the New York Jets in the AFC Divisional Round. On February 21st... Which was a great game. I can't believe you remember stuff like that. He's just got... Uh, the Patriots losing in the playoffs? Okay, yeah, I would. <laughs> because you know what that happened? You know what happened then? Hmm. Because the, the Patriots lost, we had already won that. We won, right. which yes. meant... We hosted the AFC Championship game mm-hmm. instead of having to go to fucking New England. Yeah. And we won and went to the Super Bowl, and then we fucking blew it in the second half. We're going to talk about So, that. okay. So, yes, there's mm-hmm. he remembered. Uh-huh. On February 21st, yes. 2011, it was reported that Hernandez had undergone hip surgery after injur- after being injured in, a, in week 15. During training camp, wide receiver Chad Johnson arrived in a trade from the Cincinnati Bengals. What is Chad Johnson's last name in 2011? Ocho Cinco. Ocho Cinco. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> and Hernandez had the jersey number 85. So they were like, he's like, so I'm Ocho Cinco and I kind of want my number back. And the official statement was Aaron was like, yeah, sure. Here you go. No problem. The Jose Baez, who later becomes his attorney, writes a book and says, actually... Aaron Hernandez said, I want $75,000 to give you your number back because it's stupid because that's your last name. I know you really want this number. And he offered him $50,000. doesn't seem like a whole lot of money. Like, that doesn't seem like a whole lot. It's like me saying, to I want them. To 20 bucks for me to do this for you. I want 20 bucks. And I'd be like, fuck you. Give me 15. Yeah, 15. That's a, that's a common thing. People mm-hmm. paying for it's It's not uncommon or it's not unheard of. But, um, there was a. MLB player, I can't remember if it, it might have been the Cubs or it might have been the Red Sox, and I can't remember exactly who it was. Red Sox suck. <laughs> the review oh. from that TV. <laughs> it's one of those things. If I sat here and thought about it for five minutes, I'd come up with it. But anyways, instead of giving him money, he put like twenty grand in a um, in a college fund for his kid. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Aaron used the money for a pot smuggling business, something. Well, good for him. Oh, okay. You know what that's called? That's called being an entrepreneur. He was, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. What have you ever done that's impressive? Nothing. It's like push a (laughs) push a watermelon out of something uh, out of a lemon hole. You know, lemon. I know. (laughs) Lemon what now? Lemon water what? Lemon shake up? Those are great. Anyways. The success of Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski tandem revolutionized the tight end position. Multiple teams attempted to recreate that success. And it has been recreated. On February 5th, 2015, Hernandez started in Super Bowl XLVI. Which is... Which was 
in Indianapolis. It was? I didn't even know that. What number is that? That's what I was going for. Yeah. What is it? XLVI. 40-something, 40 40 yeah. Four. Wait, okay. XLVI? 46. Six, yeah. 40, uh, Super Bowl 46. Which, which was in Indianapolis. All right. And caught eight passes. Because that's what everyone in Indianapolis thought. We get we finally get the Super Bowl. We have one we have the biggest sporting event in the world here. Oh, I remember this. And the yeah. fucking New England Patriots are playing. Yeah, I remember Ugh. this. It was unseasonably so warm and everyone had a really good time in our lovely city. They did. Yes, it was. It was a, it was quite the event and da 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 da. But I, I was still pissed off the Patriots came to town. Was it Tom Brady's yeah. wife who didn't like it here? Oh yeah, she went. She was not happy. Listen. I can't believe they made She didn't like what? She didn't like it here. We're not. Neither did Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin said that this was an awful city to host something like this. In. We're actually. Okay, well, you can actually events. suck my dick is what I'm thinking. Alec Baldwin. It's great because you can the walk The dumb to model anything. lady. The dumb model. Like you have money. She, uh, <laughs> she is either worth more or just as much as he is. Yeah. Yeah, for being a hoe. What's her name? <laughs> Giselle. Giselle. Gazelle. 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 <laughs> Giselle. Giselle. Okay. He caught eight passes for 67 yards and made a 12-yard touchdown reception as the New England Patriots lost 21-17 to to the New York Giants. So it all works out well because they lost while they were here. They lost yeah, fuck you guys. to the fucking Giants. I remember going like this, everything they did downtown, like to get it ready. Well, it really kind of kick-started yeah. the city, I feel like. So it's just more and more and just keeps getting getting added and it's a fun place to be. It does. Indianapolis is a great if you're coming here for a sporting event or you're coming for a couple days mm-hmm. to visit like family or something, it's not a bad city to visit. It's really good for a sporting event because yeah. there's or just they enough had stuff the to do. Crime con that went well here. It yeah. was the first one. I mean, so we were the biggest convention city in the country for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Lots of conventions and lots of new restaurants. A great place to drink, honestly. On August 27th, 2012, the New England Patriots signed Hernandez to a five-year, $39.58 million contract extension that included a $15.95 million guaranteed and a sign-in bonus of $12.50 million. So a lot. And the, the largest bonus ever received by a tight end. He gave 50000 of the bonus to a charity name for the late wife of the yeah, Patriots owner. <laughs> Who recently, you should Google his name, because he was recently busted in a prostitution Yes, ring. oh my gosh. Oh my God, I forgot that. And so, so there's video. Oh no. And he was, um, attorney had been fighting to keep it out of the, uh, the out of get, being made public. Mm-hmm. And they said supposedly at one point, the prostitute reached in between his legs and inserted her finger into his butthole <gasps> well what now that might not be true but i choose to believe it i choose to believe it <laughs> man people are dumb um hernandez was not popular with his fellow patriots and had few friends in the locker room quarterback thomas Tom Brady. I'm not going to say his fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> was overheard after a game telling Tim Tebow that he was trying to steer Hernandez in the right direction, but called him a lot to handle. Hernandez was, however, known as one of the hardest working members of the team. Yeah, because they brought uh, Tim Tebow in at one point to back up Tom Brady. Okay. But I think people said he was just really fucking weird on the team that, like, 
It was just, like he called Bill Belichick daddy and just it's a term of endearment yeah it's just <laughs> but in that tom brady cussed him out one time because he was on the sidelines like he wasn't in the they're running a practice and he runs a serious practice and he wasn't acting serious and like but he still you know that can do whatever you want other patriots said that hernandez was often seeking attention and at times seemed unhinged and i think they said he vacillated between like hyper masculine and then like talked about cuddling with his mother like it was so it was very extreme one or the other a lot of um negative connotations towards homosexuality like that was his dad was like used the the faggot word a lot a lot a lot which is a negative word extremely unless you are talking about a bundle of sticks Right, right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that that was unfortunately he heard that all the time, and I think I don't know if he used that as much in the locker room or, but they just said guys joke around, but he was always just a little bit more extreme than everyone else. Well, that's like yeah. when the whole thing came out about the um, it was a offensive lineman named Jonathan Martin, and they were saying that he had been bullied in the locker room, mm-hmm. and the um, it came out that the guy. The other, Jonathan Martin was an African-American. The guy that was supposedly bullying him was a white guy. Mm-hmm. They had video of him or a, a voicemail where he called him and he called him the N-word. Yeah. A lot of players came out in the other player's defense saying an NFL locker room is a different environment. It is in no way politically correct. Wow, you would still, yeah. you would still, still think, think that there, word there in particular. certain yeah. things now that... That's bad. Like that, I can understand it can't be policed a hundred percent because it's like, but still, like that's bad. Yeah, you shouldn't. Just... Yeah. Aaron Hernandez's last NFL appearance was the 2012 AFC Championship game on January 20th, 2013, against the Baltimore Ravens, which was also a good game. Did they win or lose? I don't have. They it. lost. Okay, it's even better then. Coach Bill Belichick was running out of patience with Hernandez. That was the year the uh, power went out. Mm, um, yeah. After the halftime of the Super Bowl. Yeah. By June 13th and threatened to throw him off the team. So nev- another coach that is like, get the fuck out of here if you don't clean it up, man. Teammate said that Hernandez was prone to wild mood swings and became more agitated as time went on. He was said to go from being hyper-masculine to talking about cuddling with his mother. That's what I said, yeah. As a patriot, he continued to smoke large quantities of marijuana and use other drugs, including cocaine. Ah. Uh. Cocaine. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> Aaron and Jana Jenkins had a daughter who was born in 2012. They became engaged in the same month their daughter was born. That month, Hernandez purchased a 8,000 square foot, four-story home with an in-ground pool in North Attleboro, Massachusetts for $1.3 million. 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 If I spent $1.3 million on a house, though, I don't think I want it in a neighborhood. I'm you want it like, on, on an estate? Maybe. I don't know. A property? I guess it just depends. How many times can our house fit into his house? At least five. Yeah, at least five? Yeah, at least five. I bet his master bedroom... Is bigger than our house. Was at least the same size. Mm. Mm. Um, Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Best birthday gift you could have, having a daughter on your birthday, and especially a daddy's little girl. But, um, yeah, it's an honor, and uh, I couldn't ask for my life to be better at this point. And uh, my life is pretty good, and um, thank God for that. And it's a blessing, and I, I still feel blessed daily. 
One thing I know is it definitely changed my life. I'm, I'm, I'm going to look at things differently, and I may be the, the young and wild, but uh, I'm not. I'm engaged now, and I, I'm, I have a baby, so and it's just going to make me think, uh, think of life a lot differently and doing things the right way because now another one's looking up to me. I can't just be young, old, young and reckless Aaron no more. So, so I just, uh, I'm going to try to do the right things, become a good father, and be raised like I was raised. A high school teammate described a sexual relationship between the two that lasted for years. Aaron, who had wished to keep his sexuality a secret for obvious reasons, like, you know, who's not as accepted in the NFL and his dad reinforced him that it was a horrible thing to be gay. Uh, Shayana said that she saw no indication that he was gay or homosexual. She stated, I wish I had known how we felt just so we could have talked about it. I wouldn't have disowned him. I would I would have been supportive, which, you know, it's, I mean, it would be hard to find out your fiance is, is attracted to the other sex. She was well spoken in that yeah. statement, though. DJ described Aaron as growing increasingly paranoid as an adult, believing that the FBI and others were out to get him. DJ said that Hernandez slept with a large knife by his bed and collected a number of weapons for protection. Hernandez hired a friend from Bristol to serve as his bodyguard for 24 hours a day. Oh, gosh. He was paranoid. He then went to speak with Bill Belichick. Well, and some of the shit I've heard that he was in, it's Mm -hmm. like, no shit, he was fucking paranoid. Yeah. Yeah. Hernandez went to speak with Bill Belichick, who is at the NFL Combine, which is located in... Indianapolis. Yes, Indianapolis. (laughs) He was in a state of deep paranoia, saying he feared for his family's safety and he requested to transfer to a team on the other side of the country or to be dismissed from his contract. And I think Bill Belichick said we can't do either one of those for a number of reasons. So he wasn't. He was denied. Uh, instead, he offered to get him in contact with Patriot Security. Which So he's in the com- at the Combine and there's reporters at the Combine, sports reporters. Right. Yes. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And th- that their job is to follow the players and report on players and teams and all the sports type stuff. So I don't. The reporter is on the Gladiator series for the Boston Globe. It says that he was there and thought it was weird that Aaron Hernandez is at the combine because it's for new players usually. You know, like you don't have you're yeah, you've been I mean, signed uh, to a team. Why are you here? This mm-hmm. is you know. If the Colts are downtown. It's a little different. They mm-hmm. live. They live there to mm-hmm. see other pro. There are some pros that come in. I mean, yeah. there's different stuff, but they're there and they're doing interviews and different odds and ends of shit. But just to show up is so. This reporter thought this is odd, and he said they ended up going to a bar because hardly anywhere was open. One bar was open. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know what bar they went to, and he was there, and he said, "I think at one point Aaron bought everyone a, a round of drinks or whatever, and then he left and went outside, and the reporter could see him." out the window and that he was taking a piss on a taxi cab oh no like i'm just gonna go out here and pee on this car because i can do whatever i want and he looked to aaron's agent i think was there and he's like are you gonna do something and he goes you don't fucking listen to me (laughs) (laughs) and you're like so the reporter said well i got the bright idea in my head that i was gonna go out there and you know rein aaron hernandez in so he doesn't get in trouble because you can get in trouble for peeing out in public so he's like can so he goes you out. Can. Oh, shit. <laughs> he goes out there and is like, come on, Aaron. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're going to get in trouble. Come on. He goes, and I grabbed his arm. He goes to like direct him, not in a rough way. I just put my arm under his. And he goes, and he lost it. 
just <sighs> f-bomb this F you're not my fucking dad don't fucking touch me just over and over and he was like shit i am sorry <laughs> shit man i didn't mean it like that yep so that was the reporter's experience with that and i don't know his name but he is in the that's my paraphrased version of it so he was peeing on a taxi cab in downtown Indianapolis. Peeing on a taxi cab. So there's our connection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Urination. He left DNA in the streets of Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. He was peeing on a taxi cab. It sounds just, I don't know. It just sounds like a country song it or does, something. It does. <laughs> It'll blend in with the rest of them. <laughs> uh, to the, in 2012, Hernandez told his agent that he got respect through weapons. His high school. Respect my authority. His high school teammate and lover said that being drafted by the Patriots was the worst thing the NFL could have done because it put him back in close proximity to the criminal friends he had in Connecticut. So that's if it had been any other team that drafted him, like turned out differently. I don't know. Go back to your home, to your friends and like where we do this together. We do that, you know, and I'll do anything for you, even if what you're doing happens to be illegal and more and more drugs because it's, you know, and they have all this money and you're around your friends and you're old criminal friends want to hang out with you because you have more money. So I think it was like a perfect storm being drafted by the Patriots. I like my criminal friends. Uh, As a Patriot, Hernandez hired two of his friends from Bristol, both of whom had criminal records as assistants. One of them, Alexander S. Bradley, was his drug dealer. Uh, By his own admission, Hernandez became jumpy in nightclubs and had a history of taking offense at minor slights. He also said that he believed people were trying to physically challenge him and were looking to fight him. So a lot of his incidences happen in nightclubs, like that type, like an environment where you bump into me and you bump your drink on me or, you know, and then it's like, oh, no, you didn't. Oh, no, you didn't. In 2012, Hernandez was investigated in a connection with a double homicide. Another one. That took place on July 16th near the Cure Lounge in Boston South End. Daniel de Abreu, 29, and Safrio Furtado, 28, were killed by gunshots fired into their vehicle. Witnesses testified that Hernandez's silver SUV pulled up next to the victims and someone from his car yelled, What's up now? N-word. Oh, no. <laughs> someone from the car then fired five shots, killing both men. Police immediately identified Hernandez, who was then playing for the Patriots in the club security camera footage, but thought it was a coincidence that the NF star, NFL star just happened to be at the club. Like, it was just like, oh, Aaron was there that night and moving on, that type of thing, where they didn't know, like, wouldn't that be funny if Aaron did it? But he didn't, so we can move on. <laughs> 2013. Hernandez and Alexander Bra- Bradley had a troubled relationship at this point. Bradley claimed that on February 13, 2013, he woke up in a car with Hernandez pointing a gun at his face. The next morning, police found Bradley lying in a parking lot and bleeding from a bullet hole between his eyes. Bradley survived, but lost his right eye. Bullet holes. No, he, they have the audio from the police cams. Like, are you okay? He's like, this really fucking hurts. Like, he was, co- he was with it. He was coherent when they found him. He was like, yeah, man, because I can't talk. Or he goes, this really hurts. And they're like, who did this? He goes, I don't know. He's like, what do he look like? And he starts to say, say something like Hispanic. He starts to say it, but then changes his mind and doesn't say. So he knows who did it and refuses to co- cooperate with the police. And police are like, are you refusing to cooperate? And he's like, yeah, no, like, okay, fine. I shot you in the fucking face. But he wants to get his own revenge. So so you can let the police investigate and get your own revenge if you wanted to. So then the pair would 
trade more than 500 text messages in the next three months and would trade threats of death and extortion. Bradley told Hernandez that he had semi-automatic weapons, bulletproof vests, and a crew that ran six deep. So they sound like a feuding couple when they're at least i mean they're just so it's when they read it on the podcast their text message back and forth and when you're reading someone's text messages out loud they just sound so silly i don't know so they just were threatening each other over and over like come out bro like i'm out like what you said come out here and i will kiss your ass yeah that's what what it sounds like wink wink kissy face yeah Hernandez's agent tried unsuccessfully to settle the matter quickly. Bradley demanded $5 million to keep his silence, and Hernandez countered with $1.5 million. Bradley then asked for $2.5 million. Hernandez did not respond, but instead went to see his lawyer. So he didn't want to give him money for shooting him in the face. Hernandez traveled to California with his fiancée and their young daughter in 2013 to have shoulder surgery. While there, Jenkins called the police twice in less than a week, claiming that Hernandez was drunk and violent. So, fiancé isn't very happy. In the first incident, Hernandez put his hand through a window. Hernandez's brother and friends later said that there were drugs and guns in the rented apartment, but police determined that his fiancé and their child were not in danger and never searched the premises. DJ found Hernandez alone on the roof of the building one night, looking defeated and rubbing the barrel of a gun against his face. He's probably a little suicidal. In, on May 15, 2014, Hernandez was indicted on murder charges for, ki- for the killing of De Abreu and Furtado, with additional charges of armed assault and attempted murder associated with shots fired at the surviving occupants in the vehicle. The trial began March 1, 2017. The prosecution's case was strongly based on the testimony of Alexander Bradley, the guy he shot in the face, <laughs> um, who was also a known drug dealer. So, and Hernandez and Bradley each claimed the other person pulled the trigger. Uh, Enter Jose Baez, who I mentioned earlier. Hernandez's attorney argued that the proposed motive was implausible and Hernandez was a suspect of convenience. Bradley alleged that Hernandez was angered after the victim spilled a drink on him at a nightclub several hours before the shooting and killed them in retaliation. Security camera footage confirmed Hernandez was in the club for less than 10 minutes. In that time, he... He calmly posed for a photo with a fan and left by himself, contradicting Bradley's testimony that he departed with Hernandez. Furthermore, Baez characterized the police investigation as extraordinarily shoddy. His shoddy. It was shoddy. Extraordinarily sloppy with no physical (laughs) evidence tying Hernandez to the murders. On April 14, 2017, Hernandez was acquitted of the murders and most of the other charges, but found guilty of illegal possession of a handgun. So he was not found guilty of killing two guys in their car. Wow. On June 13th, 2013, so we're backstepping. That trial was paralleling this other trial that we're about to run into. So I wrapped that one up first because he was found not guilty. But I think it actually came later, though. On June 13th, 2013, Bradley filed a civil suit for damages against Hernandez in a Florida federal court. Bradley withdrew the suit four days later, giving the two a chance to work out a settlement without the media knowing about it. Uh, Hernandez reached a settlement with Bradley over the lawsuit, and the terms of the settlement were not disclosed. On June 18, 2013, the police searched Hernandez's house in North Attleboro for several hours in connection with an investigation in the shooting death of a friend, Odin Lloyd. 
All right, we're going to stop right there with the first half of our episode about Aaron Hernandez, and we will be back next week with the second half. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, all that jazz. And for honest to goodness, stay out of the corn. <laughs>